0: Have any of you ever heard the expression
1: um, everything happens for a reason? Yeah. yeah? Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Is that true? Does everything happen for a reason? Do you believe that, that everything happens for a reason?
0: Yeah? It's okay, we do. So I, I've been just thinking about that a lot um,
1: because um, I hear it. I've heard it my whole life in the jail, lots of different places. It's like I hear it at least once a week. I hear ev- everything's good, we're good, Everything and everything happens for a reason, those two friends. It's all good, and everything happens for a reason, right? So, um, so I think that yes, uh, everything happens for a reason if, uh, you mean that there are reasons that, ex- that can explain what we go through, right? There's reasons that uh, for everything, okay? Like, there's usually a reason that the house burned down. Maybe somebody threw their lit cigarette into the clothing bin. And so there's a reason, right? Okay. Um, so, but do catastrophes like earthquakes and floods and pandemics or even like natural consequences, like, like if I, um, do those things happen for a reason? And that's maybe masterminded by somebody. I think that's the problem. People think when they say everything happens for a reason that that there's some higher power that is behind it all, that is making um, everything happen, you think? I mean, is that an idea that you've thought about, that there is a higher power that is in control? You know, um, a lot of us don't know, but that's called blueprint theology. Blueprint theology is um, the false belief that a higher power exercises meticulous control over everything that happens. Like there's this God out there who is in control of the universe, and everything that happens is his uh, his will, okay? So, um, including things that happen in our individual lives, have you ever had... Anyone, have you ever known anyone that believed that? That everything that happens is God's, it's God's will because God
0: is in control. God's in control, okay? So
1: soldier gets stabbed to death out by the casino. Uh, everything happens for a reason. You know, God knew that the day that he was gonna die and who was gonna kill him, you, you think that's true? Okay. Well, a lot of us we believe that. Okay. So, um, so I think there's problems with this with this viewpoint, and I wanna um, I wanna invite us to look at a bigger, different viewpoint, okay? a slightly different way of thinking about it. So here's the problems that I have with it. I have a, I have listed here everything happening. Um, everything happening to you, you know, like everything that's happening to you um, has a reason behind it. It sounds like fatalism, okay? Like fatalism is that the belief that we're passively impacted by things we have no control over. Like there's stuff that's gonna happen and there's nothing we can do about it. It's just, it's written in the book, okay? I've had so many guys in the jail tell me they don't know what they're gonna do because it it just depends on what's written and what's written for them to do, you know? um, Stuff like that. So if I think that everything... It's just happening and I have no control and I've just got to go with the flow. That, uh, I think that keeps us from analyzing reasons that, that we could get into trouble, right? That, uh, and it helps, it keeps us from taking, um, from acting to try to stop something from happening. Okay. So like, if I think everything happens for a reason I, and, and I relapse, then I could say, well, um, yeah, it was, it was just part of the plan that I was gonna see that friend who was who was high on math, who offered me some. And I couldn't and God knew that I wasn't gonna be able to resist it because I needed to go through this difficulty. Right. Instead of saying, well, I could have, I could have just seen that guy coming and realized I wasn't strong enough to deal with that person right now, and, and I could have avoided that person. Or uh, I could have not gone to where I might have run into that person or whatever, right? Um, so, how can we act intelligently to avoid troubles? That's the question. Are there things we can do to, to avoid troubles? Can we exercise our own free will to avoid problems? Um, and then, so the, then there's the other question What about the ruler of this world? There's this Satan who's called the ruler of this world, the devil, who is described as ruling the world. Okay, well, if everything is under God's control, well, what about that? How do we explain the, the dark side that's engaging? So if everything happens for a reason, well, who's in control, Satan or God?
0: Or is there a battle? Okay, so let's
1: remember. So the first point, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to help me read these. So I think the first point that we need to think about is that predatory evil is, mm-hmm. uh, exists and it's not God's will. It's not God's will that Satan is out there lurking, trying to kill people. That's—he's the enemy of God. So he's not—it's not God's will. Whatever he does, it's not God's will. So uh, who would like to read the first verse? First John five nineteen. We
0: know that we are in God, and that the whole world lies in the power of. The evil. One. Do we know that
1: that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one? Okay, so does that mean that the evil one is the highest power? Because he's the ruler of this world.
0: Or does that mean that the highest power
1: somehow uh, his this land, this earth that is the Lord's, it has been invaded by this evil power? How do we interpret it? Yeah. The world material. The world's material. Okay. There's more in the world than just what we see. So look at this oh, next yeah. one. Who would like to read First Peter five
0: eight?
1: Let's turn the fans off. Yeah, I can't hear. Who wants to read First Peter five eight, the second verse
0: there? He has sober spirit. He on the he on the Your adversary, the, the devil, oh, he ran on like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour.
1: Okay, so see, see, we've got this. We've got a predator, a predator that is out trying to take people out. Okay, who wants to read the next verse? John ten ten. The thief comes only to steal and kill, destroy. I come that they have, they may have life and have it abundant. Okay. okay, so the thief comes to rob, kill, and destroy, and then Jesus says, "I came that you might have life." Okay, so we can't say that everything that happens is God's will, right? There's stuff that's at the enemy's will, and that's against God's will, right? Can we do stuff ourselves personally that's against God's will? Okay. so so we can say now, second my second point is Jesus has defeated the ruler of this world, right? So who wants to read um, john third point upon his world now the ruler cast out. Okay, so Jesus said this right before his crucifixion. Now the ruler of this world is going to be cast out. When he he died on the cross, he defeated the ruler of this world. He defeated death through his resurrection, right? So he took the worst that could be given to us, which is death, and he defeated death. He's defeated. He's taken away the fangs from the ruler of this world. He's defanged it, so to speak. So, also, we can pray for God to protect, help, heal, and free us. If everything was just happening for a reason, what's the point of praying? We just got to just let it all happen because it happens for a reason. But we're called to pray. we would like to read? For Second Thessalonians 3.3. The Lord three is three. faithful,
0: and he will strengthen and protect you from evil.
1: The Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from evil. one. And then we pray in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil or deliver us from evil, one." right? That's the Lord's Prayer. We pray that, deliver us from the evil one. Um, so the other thing is we can't resist um, temptations and avoid troubles. We don't have to just go with the flow and just go with whatever's happening to us, happening upon us. And who would like to read Genesis 4-7? Sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you, but you must master it. Okay, so we've got sin crouching, trying to, and it's lust. Literally, it says it's lust is after it's Lust is for so it's Lusting after us, but we can master it. We will master it. In other words, we have a play. We have a part to play. We've got to do warfare against the evil one. Right. So, who wants to read the next one? Second Corinthians ten thirteen.
0: Okay
1: that such and come to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond where you were able, but with the temptation, we will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. So there's a way of escape from the temptation that's available that God will provide. Okay, but we've got to go through that way. We can't just sit there and go, oh, there's a way of escape. I'm not going to take I'm not going to escape. I'm gonna just fall to the temptation, right? when we're tempted? Have you ever been tempted and you saw that there was a way of escaping the temptation, but you didn't take that way? Okay, well, so what was the reason that God did that happen? Because you were maybe because we were weak and disobedient, right? So everything does happen for a reason. There's reasons why we get where things happen. That's where I agree with praise. Everything happens for a reason, but To us, because there's some mastermind that rules the world that's making us do stuff. Kind of like when
0: Jesus told
1: Peter, he, he did. God tell us.
0: does use a couple of three times. Before.
1: And then Maybe Jesus also came back to Peter and said, Peter, do you love me three times, right? And he said, You know that I love you, Jesus. Feed my sheep. He comes back, he gives Peter the opportunity to make, make it right, too, right? So look at Ephesians 6 10 to 12.
0: Who wants to read that? Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of its darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavens.
1: So, see, we're supposed to fight then, right? We're supposed to fight the good fight. That's another thing that's said in the Bible: fight the good fight. We looked at that a couple weeks ago. In some of the texts about fight, flight, freeze, and um, you know, we're called to fight, not to just kind of go with the flow of just whatever's happening out there to us. No, we gotta not let stuff happen to us. We gotta. Uh, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers and principalities. Power. So we, we have to learn how to fight spiritually, right? And not just fight, flight you know, reactivity. Um, and then Ephesians 6, 16, it says, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith. So that's something we've got to do. We can we cannot take the shield of faith up, or we can take it up. It's up to us, right? So a lot of times, we don't do what we can do. We, we you know, we're passive, or we're just, um, maybe we're ignorant. We don't know. We forget. Oh, yeah, the shield of faith. Oh, too late. I forgot. I got... You know a flaming missile cast you know like shot at me by Satan. Uh, oh, well, next time, hopefully I'll remember to pull that shield of faith up. Or we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, you know um, which we have right here. These are like these are the texts these are texts that help us, you know uh, remember, I guess, what we how we can battle it out., uh, who wants to read first John two fourteen? one line.
0: Word
1: of God abides in you to overcome the evil We overcome the evil one through the word of God. Right? Think about Jesus, like the enemy comes to Jesus and says, um, it is written, you shall uh, no, he says, um, what does he say? He says, Turn this bread and if you're hungry, turn this bread into there's rock and this rock into stuff in the bread. And Jesus uses the word, he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, right? So he uses the word of God against Satan. And um, Satan also uses the word of God. Satan can use the word of God against us, so we have to know the word of God to be able to to fight, you know, to fight that even with the word of God, the word of God against the word of God, (laughs) right? Because like Jesus takes, uh, Satan takes Jesus up to the top of the temple and says, throw yourself down because it is written like in Psalm 91. he He will put his angels in charge of you so that you won't even hit your foot against a stone. And then Jesus says, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So see, he uses, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, which is another psalm against the devil's use of Psalm 91, right? So we got to be smart, right? Because we could get messed with in our, you know, with Bible. So how about James 4, verse 7? Submit,
0: therefore, to God, where is it? of the devil and he will flee,
1: flee from. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we resist the devil and eventually he can't, he just doesn't want to mess with this anymore. He's going to go find some weaker person who he can overpower, right? So we stand against that. Eventually we'll tire him out we tell him in the name of Jesus, he, get away from me, leave me alone. And he he, he has to. So my next point, we can resist our sinful nature, too, because it's not always the devil. We can't blame the devil for everything. If I decide to get my third chocolate malt in one day, and, um, you know, it's not the devil that's making me do it. It's just my own love of chocolate malt and my weakness to want to just gorge myself, be a glutton, right? So I'm not going to blame the devil, I'll just blame myself. Or whatever it is, like if I if I lose my temper and get mad at someone then the devil, I'm in. I'm just gonna realize, man, I'm out of control and I just need to chill and just be more respectful. And you know, maybe I needed to read my Bible that morning and I didn't. So I was out of it. I was in a bad way, right? Okay, so who wants to read uh, Colossians three, eight to ten? But now is
0: the time to get rid of of the malicious land. Go so by to each other. You have stripped off your old simple nature and all good being. Put on your new nature. You renewed it. you learned to know your creator and become like you.
1: All right. So there's stuff we can do. It's not about us just having things happen to us. You know, God's blueprint over our lives. No, there's stuff we have to actually step up to the plate. Uh, just like we have to put on our our, our, our clothes and our socks and our you know, get our car keys if we have a car and get in our car and drive to the gas station or whatever we do. We have there's stuff we have to do in the Christian life. There's stuff that is our we have to do, right? To kind of be able to, to have a life that is in alignment with God's love and peace and you know, kindness and everything that Jesus represents, you know, forgiving people. So it's cool. I love this. So it's time for us to get rid of. Um, all these things. Get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. I, I can just do that? Yes, you can just do that. wish I had the little thing. The little uh, um the little animal. I would say, you could do that? Yes, you could do that. Okay. We can face our troubles and temptations and learn from them. This is the, the final point. It's kind of cool because actually, temptations that come our way are a way that we learn warfare, okay? Like there's a whole scripture in, in Judges says uh, that God let uh, the people in the land stay there, the enemies of Israel, to teach them warfare, okay? But check out this. Who wants to read James 1, 2 to 4? James 1, 2
0: to 4.
1: Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing wow so consider it joy when you encounter various trials joy come on really yes really it's good to be able to learn how to battle against stuff temptations and trials and struggles afflictions and things that come our way because that's how we learn um, to endure, and we get we, we become stronger people and we gain um, so we grow that's how we grow exactly. It's just like working out. it hurts, it hurts to work out. I go rock climbing every day almost until my hands I can't even hang on anymore because my forearms hurt so much. and it helps me feel strong. I get, I'm stronger the next time, a little tiny bit that one. So finally, the last one, God is at work in our lives in the midst of all of our troubles. And, and so, um, who wants to read Romans chapter eight, verse 28, did
0: write we know that God causes all things to work together for good, for those who love God, for those
1: who are called to be God. So we know that God causes all things to work together for good. So this is something that For those of us who are stepping into the calling, following Jesus, like bad stuff's gonna happen to to all of us. You know, there's accidents that that we're gonna have. There's uh, sicknesses that are gonna hit us, okay? Like I got lymphoma five years ago, okay? All of us are gonna face stuff as we get older. Nobody's gonna be for this (laughs) life without trials and struggles, okay? And people are gonna sin against us too. And um, maybe even loved ones. Okay, we, we hurt each other, but God can make all things. All that stuff work together for good, so that we um, we learn to forgive, we learn to challenge each other, we learn how to confront situations, we learn how to become more humble and meek. And so God is at work in the midst of everything. So, so to go back to the question of Does everything happen for a reason? I mean, it, it can. Everything can actually be something we can learn from for sure but we shouldn't attribute everything to god right some of it's just us messing up with us some of it's other people who are messing with us some of it is uh, just accidents and things we have no control over in the world like pandemics right and um but in the midst of it all there's stuff that we can do. We can learn how to resist spiritually through praying, you know, through spiritual spiritual warfare, through worship, through strengthening ourselves, through choosing to resist evil and temptations. And so, there's a lot that we can do, and that's that's what I want to encourage us all about: to to not just go with phrases like this and just kind of accept them, but we need to be thinking, you know, um, carefully about about our lives and how we can be more activists, right? I mean, not always activists. It's funny, today I made a confession at the um, at the funeral service for children. I, I got up and I said, um, we had read, uh, the, the, the stepfather soldier of Nathan got up and said, and read about how um, Martha came to Jesus and said, if you had been here, my brother Lazarus wouldn't have died. So, um and, and you know, and, and but Jesus still overcame um, the death and called Lazarus to come come out of the grave, right? And so it's a beautiful scripture. But then I got up afterwards and I said I felt really bad because um, I was there and we weren't able to keep soldiers getting killed. And I I felt like there's a weakness maybe in our approach because somehow we're not able to make enough of a difference for some of the people that we come to love in this ministry. And I grieved that, right? And at the end of it, a woman came up to me and an older lady and said, can I talk to you? I hope this won't be offensive. I said, oh, I said, okay, yeah. And she says, well, you know, when you said that, um, that you felt really bad that you couldn't help uh, so, uh, Nathan, you know, um, you can't save anybody. It's only Jesus who saves. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that's actually very true. And then I said, what church do you go to? She said, Latter-day Saints. And so I was like, I couldn't, I I have so many judgments against the Mormons and here's this Mormon lady telling me the truth, right? (laughs) It's true, you know, Jesus is the only savior, right? So anyway, um, let's pray. God, thank you that you, um, you're so good and you're so loving and you believe in us and you empower us to be carriers of your gospel and also to resist the tempter and the ruler of this world. You Thank you that you've already won the battle through the cross, uh, but help us to do our part in uh, resisting our own sinful nature and resisting the demonic and the the work of the enemy of this, of, of the enemy of Jesus Give us strength to be able to fight the good fight and um, and not just be passive and let bad stuff happen around us to us. Just Help us, empower us we pray through the Holy Spirit. Amen.